I'm Marcus Smith, and this is Constant Wonder. With Christmas drawing near, the traditional season of Advent is underway. Constant Wonder is marking this special window of time, regarded by so many people around the world as wondrous or sacred, with a calendar of our own, a 25-part series of daily vignettes. We hope you enjoy these short episodes every day right up through the 25th, and as always, our aim with Constant Wonder is a quest for awe or wonder wherever it presents itself, in all nature, human or wild, vast or small, encounters that move us beyond words. It's December 13th. During Advent, light pierces the darkness, opening space for wonder. Every photon emitted from a light or candle is an invitation to slow ourselves into ritual, reverence, solemnity. In the Smith home for about a decade now, we've observed the four Sundays of Advent with soft light from candles on a wreath. I like to remember how this came about for us as a family. From very early on in our married life, we've had eclectic international tastes at Christmas time. Medieval carols from England, Mexican tamales, Danish abelskivers, even Mediterranean hummus and baba ganoush with no symbolic function or Christmas connection that I know of. But they do taste fabulous on veggies or pita bread. We Smiths were late to borrow the German Advent wreath tradition, which is kind of odd given my own background in German studies. But as a family, we have arrived at a place now where the German rhythm of Christmas with an Advent wreath has come to stay. It's far more than just another decoration for us, and we adopted this practice primarily because of the inspiration and example of two friends in our neighborhood. We got a sense for observing Advent from them. Their names are Jörg and Desiree. Four Sundays before Christmas, we start with the first of Advent. And at that point, we have our Christmas wreath, and we put we, we have four candles on the Christmas wreath, but we light the first one. And it's not a big wreath. It's usually a smaller wreath. These are the folks my wife and I decided we would pattern our approach after at Advent. Jörg Weser grew up in Germany. At one time, he, a Lutheran teenager, was serving as an altar boy in a Catholic church. In his late teens, he met his future wife Desiree in Oregon while on foreign exchange there. She's an elementary school teacher for a German language immersion program in the Salt Lake Valley. And what the Vasers do today to observe Advent is conventional by German standards. I should quickly give fair warning that there are umpteen thousand variations across centuries of Christian tradition of how to do Advent right. But somehow it seems to warm the heart most when the elements of doing this are specific to your very own small circle. And that circle might just include a lot of in-laws and grandchildren. As we've brought people into our family that have married our children that don't speak German or from a different culture altogether, then we kind of had to change things, you know, because it has to be for everybody. I always thought that what I grew up with was by the book, but then you start talking to other people and they do it totally different. The more you read up on Advent or watch people like the Vasers, for all the variations, there do seem to be some common denominators, some basic essentials. I would say that these are the all-important wreath, or maybe the all-important cookies, or maybe the all-important music. When we had younger kids at home and trying to bring the German into it, so we would 
take one song, and usually a children's song in German that we wanted to pass on that German Christmas tradition. We usually had bells and things like that to kind of get them interested. And each year we'd try to add a new song to that. Now they're old enough, they're grown, and we have books that we can look into. And we've added American songs and Czech songs that fit in with our family. We all gather around the dining room table, which is fairly large. Sometimes you have to squeeze, and so there's 12, 15, or whatever people there. In the middle is the wreath with the candles, and Desiree always makes us get out the best china, and then we serve hot cocoa, which is not a German thing necessarily, but um, we make Christmas cookies. We usually raid one of those German stores around here and, and pick up some German Christmas goodies. Or sometimes he's actually have been visiting his mom in Germany and will bring home Christmas stuff yeah. from there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, then we, we sing. And the nice thing about Advent, because it starts with one candle, but the next week you have two candles, and the next week you have three candles, and the next week you have four candles. And so that light grows with time. And that anticipation, I think, grows with time as well. And in that sense, it kind of becomes maybe a, like a rebuilding, almost a personal rebuilding, right? You you tune out everything else, you focus on that one candle and try to make some connection and maybe an internal reset. And then, as Desiree said, that light grows bigger and, and brighter. We usually use the taller candles. The first week you just have the one, and the next week you have one that's a little shorter and one that's a little taller. And you just use the same candles for all four weeks. And... One's really short by the end, and the other one's just starting. And I think that that is a little bit of life itself, isn't it? As we sit around the table, and you've got grandma and grandpa, and you've got the children, and you've got the grandchildren now, and that's just part of life. Traditional Advent meanings abound. For instance, there's a centuries-old symbolism connecting a wreath of holly to Christ's crown of thorns. And any greenery in a wreath may also signify the promise of spring's return— and ultimately the promise of resurrection. But in addition to these conventional agreements on meaning, I'm also rather keen on the highly personal, idiosyncratic meanings that may come along with these practices, such as when Jörg mentioned gazing into an Advent candle and achieving, as he called it, some sort of rebuilding and a personal reset. Advent can occasion the pondering of things deep inside ourselves. I asked Jörg to tell me more of what he sees or what's going through his mind while sitting with the family at the table, amid the singing, the treats, and especially with the candlelight. Well, I'm a devout Christian, and for me, it's, it's Christ. It's the role that he plays in my life. That is the foremost thing that I think of when I see that. What else do I see when I, when I look at that, or what else am I looking for? I think I... I Try to look at myself and maybe who am I really, <laughs> right? I, I don't know that I want to go, like that I go into reviewing the whole year and what have I accomplished or not. But, but it is a time to just think, okay, now who am I really? Who am I? The way I see myself is I'm, I'm a beloved son of God. That, that's who I am. And, and that alone, that, that's my building block, my most inner building block, and that's what I revert to when I look at that light and do some reflecting. I am a beloved son of God, trusted and imperfect as all get out, but, but 
beloved and um and I'm grateful for that. Human yearning may find an outlet in music. Impatient waiting may well be more bearable with a few cookies to go around. But quietly gazing into candlelight with one's own thoughts, that experience is in a class of its own. A flicker of wonder for a child can, for an adult, become a way into the experience of awe. Perhaps an invitation to reflect on our small and humble place in an overwhelmingly dark and empty cosmos. We might feel nudged to ask one of the biggest of all questions. As Jörg put it, who am I really? And if you bring the wondrous phenomenon of light together with the elegant geometric shape called a circle, a form so perfect in its mathematical simplicity as to symbolize the eternal and the transcendent, you might well find yourself over the course of Advent awaiting and then at the culmination of the season welcoming an arrival described by the prophet Isaiah. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thanks to Tenery Taylor for assistance with this episode of Constant Wonder, to James Call for sound design, and of course to my gracious neighbors Desiree and Jörg Weser. All of our special daily episodes during Advent are available from byuradio.org, from Apple or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, in our Constant Wonder Advent calendar. The Earth, you know, is our first sacred text, Long before there were any written words, there was the text of the earth. Take note of whatever most catches your attention, because that's a hook that is speaking to some need. You have an, an emptiness, something to learn, something you want to know. I'm Marcus Smith. Constant Wonder is a production of BYU Radio. BYU Radio.